So today, I wanted to talk a bit about what it is, what it means to me to be a victim. Why victimhood is such a bad thing and how I actually left the victim mindset behind. We're going to be talking about that this week in episode 207 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey, man. Hello, and welcome to The Relaxed Mail. I'm your host, Brian. I'm a certified men's coach who assists men who are just neck deep in the suffering in their life. Men who are going through things like their divorce or just normal day-to-day struggles. Life can come at us fast, and sometimes we become just so overwhelmed in what we're doing that we don't know what to do next. I help these men get to the root of their suffering, help them step back, breathe, relax, so that they can actually enjoy their life. And in each episode, we look at what it takes to change our thoughts and how to look at life so that we can become better, stronger, more successful men on the other side without playing the victim. And that victim part is important because that's exactly what we're talking about this week. But before us jump into that, I wanted to say hello, everybody who's new, still getting new guys coming in. And it's amazing that I, uh, every time I look at the stats and I see that, yeah, we've got a few new people, got a few new listeners. Hello. Welcome. Glad to have you and glad to, that you're here listening. Hopefully I can, I can help you through the problems that you're running into, whatever those problems end up having. And today we're talking about how I left the victim behind, why I do not like the victim, why the victim is such a a problem for us men. And to be able to share this out, I've got to step back all the way back to when I was young, because I can, you can you can call it whatever you want. You can call it trauma, whatever. It's not trauma. It wasn't traumatic. I did. I was young. Didn't really notice, but at the same time, there was things that we do want to apply and what modern, modern psychologists, psychiatrists, and folks who are trying to, trying to help out want to call this traumatic occurrences. And like I said, I, I do not agree with what the term is, but when I was young and when I say young, I mean, young, young, like two years old. My mom and dad got a divorce and opposite of what we are used to, my dad actually got, got custody of me. Now, why? Honestly, I don't know. I've not asked. Some of, one of the reasons is I don't know if I'm really prepared to hear the answer because it could be that my mom's like, well, I'm going to be living in Dallas. I didn't need to have a, have a baby holding me back. I needed to get things going. Your dad had you know, already had a family set up in the, in our hometown. And so I just thought it would be better for you to be with him. I'm sure I, whenever I was younger, I asked, but as I'm older now, I really don't recall ever actually asking. And like I said, I really don't think I want to know the answer though. I am curious as to why, but anyhow, that's, <laughs> that's a little bit of a sidestep, but my dad got custody. All right. And I remember us moving to, to another, uh, actually to a whole other state and, uh, were there for about three, uh, three, four years. 
And from there, we ended up moving back over to my hometown. And that's where I was until I turned 18, 19 years old and moved out of the house and, and started living on my own. Through that, through those events, I was not, I, I, I had a grudge. All right. I know I was an angry young man. Why? It could have been that I was blaming dad. Could have been blaming dad because dad, believe it or not, didn't discipline. Dad was not a disciplinarian. From what I understand, it was kind of the same in, uh, in his uh, household when he was a child. He wasn't, uh, granddad wasn't the one who disciplined the kids. It was mom. Again, I wasn't there. This is way before my time. So I, I honestly don't know, but I'm, and just kind of going off of what I, what I have heard. Um, I could have also been angry because mom left, didn't bring me. All of a sudden I had this stepmom come in. So I could have been angry at my stepmom. It could have been all three of them. It could have been at the fact that my family wasn't what I thought a family should have been. I could have had that model of running uh, that owner's manual or that manual of this is what a family should be. It could be all from all of it. It could be from none of it. It could have been just me. And in all reality, that is actually where it all came from. I was angry because of the thoughts that I had. Now, those thoughts, right or wrong, though, that's always up for a uh, discussion. That's why they're thoughts and not circumstances. But I did stuff. I was very hard-headed whenever I was younger. I know that I ended up getting, essentially getting a teacher fired because I refused, and I, and that was the proper word, I refused to do what she wanted me to do. She wanted me to finish a math uh, assignment and I wasn't going to finish the math assignment and it became a battle of wills. And I was strong headed back, back then I was not going to do that. And it was a matter of she setting up a timer. I got a couple of them done. Awesome. But if I, I had to get all of them done. And so if I didn't get all the, uh, all the, the, the problems done, me and her would go to the principal's office and I would have a piece of wood laid against my backside, then go back and she would set it again, set the timer again. And I had to get it done. If not, then I would go back and rinse and repeat until I got it done. This was an all day event. And I, I can, again, I could play it's, place blame and place victim, the point of finger at, Hey, it's my dad. He never disciplined me or the teacher at, she just didn't know how to teach, but it was, again, it was, if I really boiled everything down, it was me. I wasn't being quote unquote abused. I was being a little, I was being a little turd muffin and did not, was not going to do what was required of me. And this happened, you know, time and time again throughout my whole school career. Now, it wasn't to that extent where I was getting like 57 swats in a day, <laughs> but it was a matter of I had my mindset that I was going to do something, and if it didn't happen, then I was going to, it wasn't, it, I was not going to assume to be responsible for whatever the outcome was, and that outcome being grounded being you know being uh uh being in trouble in whatever manner that i was and that i mean i'm first from first grade up to about sixth grade 
Uh, well, no, no, actually about first grade up to about fourth grade. I mean, I, in fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, I still got SWATs, but it wasn't a regular, all right, getting mar- once a week, I'm getting marched to the principal's office because of, of something. But it was, you know, because I left something out, uh, in, in gym. So to be able to get it back, you know, I left my jock strap sitting out after gym, gym class to get it back, you know, the, the, the coach required a, a payment. Payment was a, a lick off uh, per item off, you know, on your, on your backside. So I get a SWAT for, you know, leaving a football helmet out or leaving a jersey out or leaving, you know, like I said, jock strap or shoes or whatever. And shoes were two SWATs because that was two separate items. So, so as I went through, went through all that, I still kept the whole line of it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Their teacher was being me and mean or whatever. Everything else that was happening to me wasn't my fault. And I grew up into that. And whenever I got into, into college, it was still that way. I, it was my roommate was being an asshole because I didn't have the money. He made more money than I did. And yet he was demanding money for me. I was wanting to play the victim though. We agreed we were going to split the, the, the bills down the middle. Okay. That meant that there's going to be times that all I could afford, all I'd have left after, after paying the, all the bills and stuff. And after uncle Sam took their cut was, you know, $5. What am I going to do with $5? Well, I was going to go to Walmart and have to buy a couple of uh, ramen noodle packages because they were like 18 cents at the time. And if I, you know, or if I really wanted to splurge, I'd grab some lettuce and, uh, and bread and I could have lettuce sandwiches for the week, you know, I w- and hope that somewhere along the way roommate would buy pizza and I could have the crust. You know, I, there was a lot of, of, <laughs> of survival mode and I did a lot of growing up in that time, but at the same time, I still planted myself firmly into the victim mindset. It was not my fault that I didn't make as much as my roommate did. It was not my fault that, you know, that this was happening or that was happening. And as I got older, the lack of responsibility that I was making kept showing up. This is when I started to realize, Hey, I haven't been made a manager yet. I haven't been promoted to a level that is higher than just regular lowly grunt type of work. I worked at, you know, in, in, uh, in tech support and I stayed in tech support. I, I worked as a elevator uh, in, in an elevator and a grain elevator and stayed as the guy who froze his ass off in the, in the grain elevator in the wintertime. I'd sweat myself stupid in the summertime. All that is because I didn't want to play the victim. Or I, because I did play the victim, I didn't want to take responsibility and lack of responsibility. One of the one, one of the wild things that happens is when you're not taking responsibility, you're not also not taking responsibility for where your life is going. So as I started to have kids and I met the, met the girl that I was married and I got married to her back in, you know, like 97, uh, kill me, Jana, if you, uh, if you hear this, but, but. I would, as the kids started to come in, 
we we had our dreams and we talked about our our hopes and aspirations and things like that and we always had these going on we were like oh yeah we're going to do x y and or z but again i didn't want to take responsibility for my actions and in doing so caused me to not have any direction in my life and i did that until i turned until about the time i turned 40 and that's when i had a, the crisis the a lot of people want to call it the midlife crisis, and that is where you, all of a sudden you look back and you go, wow, I haven't done crap my life. I haven't done anything. And that was one of those times where you're like, oh, smokes. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I could have been doing in that time. I was wanting to take my kids down to the Guadalupe, go camping. I wanted that to start becoming a ver- regular staple in our life. Guess what? It didn't ever happen didn't happen until like 2000 till 2021 that we didn't start actually uh didn't ever actually first finally go down to the Guadalupe and let the kids experience the Guadalupe and go tubing and stuff like that that is 20 years uh or almost 20 years uh behind schedule never taking them camping I was always always had the Line of thinking that, well, we'll get to it someday. But, you know, around the time I got to turning 40, I realized that there is only seven days in a week. There's a Monday, there's a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday. Nowhere in there is a someday. And someday never happened. It would never came. One day is some, is a, is just a word to, to talk about, well, one day I'm going to do this. No. You've got to start looking at life as a, this is day one of me doing this. Not one day am I going to do this, but I am going to do this starting day one today. And when you're living your life as a victim and living your life without intention, you're just kind of floating. All right. You're not, you're just going with the flow wherever life happens to take you. Try getting your car out of the driveway, much less down the block to the grocery store without having a direction. All right. Without grabbing a hold of the steering wheel, try to will your, try to get yourself to go someplace. First off, you got to know where you're wanting to go. So even then you're blowing the whole scheme, this whole, this whole idea out of the water, because at least you know where you want to go. I want to go to the corner store. I want to go down to the convenience store. Most of us don't even give us have that much of an inclination. We just are, oh, wherever life happens to go. No, you can't just go wherever life wants to take you. You, you might wind up in someplace nice and sunny, but there's a dang good chance you're going to wind up marooned on a, a desert, desert hill or desert island. And there's only sand. You don't want to be there. There's no food, no water. There's nothing there. You're stuck. You have to have intentionality. And you can't do that if you're playing the victim. If you're playing the victim, you're, oh, well, I ran, it's, it's not my fault. I ran onto, wound up on a, uh, on a desert island that's nothing but desert. That's not my fault. Actually, it is. It's very much your fault because if it, you hadn't taken the time or if you had taken the time to at least decide where you want to go. And to try to make a plan on that's where you're wanting to go, you would have had a better chance of getting there 
than just you going, all right, well, let's see where we go. I'm just going to sit here and enjoy life as uh, as a bump on the log. I'm just going to be a couch potato because I acted the the victim in my early years. I lost a roommate that was a friend. I acted the victim, and he got tired of me acting the victim, and we I lost a friendship out of that because I wanted to act the victim because of my own stupid actions. I ended up getting another girl pregnant before me and my current girlfriend got uh, got together or not current girlfriend but the girlfriend back then before the girl girlfriend that I lost uh we got together but I never told her that I had a child and I wanted to blame her for the fact that she got angry I wanted to play the victim and before that I lost the girlfriend I almost lost my marriage because I wanted to blame my wife for not Providing, doing, providing her quote unquote, you know, whatever, however you want to describe it. She wasn't, didn't want to have as much sex with me as I wanted her to have. And so that was her fault. It's not the fact that I was not being a person worthy of wanting to have sex with. I was just the guy who wanted to blame my wife for the reason why she didn't want to have sex with when in all reality. Okay. Yeah. She could have. But I, if I'm not being a turn on to her, then why should would she want to? I was just going to work, coming home, sitting on the couch, going or sitting in front of the computer, and that's all my life was. I'd get up, I'd get home, get home from work, go sit in front of the computer, work, do stuff on the computer for until you know eleven o'clock at night. Go to bed, get up in the morning, go to work, come home, sit down in front of. The, I wasn't doing anything that would stimulate a conversation or a connection with her. And for that, I almost lost my marriage because all of a sudden I was wanting to blame her for the lack of intimacy. And so I started trying to look for intimacy other places and found someone who was kind of interested, acted like she was interested in. Thankfully, my wife found out about it before it got too far. And doing so, I probably would have completely shot my marriage to pieces and I would be a single, I'd be a divorced man. There was the time that I wanted to play the victim and that cost me a promotion because I did get a promotion once I did become night dispatch once. And first thing out of my mouth, whenever I first said it was, I'm going to, let's not screw this up, which means that I screwed it up. I screwed up that whole situation but wanted to say that it was not my fault, which put me back in a truck again. But again, around the time I turned 40 was whenever I started realizing the victimhood doesn't provide any help. All it does is it makes you play small. Playing the victim, all it does is cause you to not rise up above whatever it is, the problem, your problem you're having. You're not looking at what you did to cause a problem because you did have a, a part of that scenario. What part did you play in that scenario? And there are, I, I get some of y'all are standing back going, Oh my gosh, you're wanting us a victim blame. Yes. Yes. Victims are not worth the respect that you try to give them. They do not earn respect. Victims are, are victims for a reason because they do not want to learn from their experiences. The victim is always going to be a chain tied to you. You're not ever going to get ahead by playing the victim. 
when you stop playing the victim, that's when all of a sudden you can start really stretching those legs out and start running and running good, long and hard, but you're not going to be able to while you're hobbled. So you want to stop being hobbled. You stop, you want to stop playing small, start accepting responsibility for your actions, all your actions. Even if you don't think the results of what happened to you because of those actions are fair, it's not about you. All right. You had a part to play. You played it and you played it wrong. Accept the fact that you did Accept the fact that you can learn from it. The sooner you learn from it, the sooner you grow from it, the more, the further down the road you're going to get, the more accomplishment accomplishments you're going to have. But to be able to do that, you first have to decide, I am not going to be a victim anymore. I refuse to be a victim anymore. And that doesn't mean you have to fight back. It just means you're going to start taking responsibility for your whatever actions you you incurred, which can be at times a bitter pill to swallow. But it's something that once you start doing and once you start realizing the freedom you get from stopping the whole, I'm a victim, the better your life becomes, the better your family's life becomes, the soon, the better you start acting and the sooner you stop being the nice guy and you start acting like a, a like a man. And you stop playing the victim, the better life becomes down the road. So I, I recommend and I suggest and I encourage you to start taking responsibility. Yeah, that's my fault. Yeah, I did that. That's, that's on me. You tried doing something and the team didn't accomplish what it was. That's your fault. What? How's that? How's that? Paul? You didn't convey to them the importance of whatever. When you can do that. And you can start standing up and taking responsibility, the sooner the team around you will actually start taking what you say and taking it to heart and start putting more energy behind their actions because they know they've got a leader who's got their back. They know that the leader is not going to toss them under the bus for the sheer fact of tossing them under the bus. When you can do that, you're going to be free. You're going to start making accomplishments. You're going to start making strides into, into getting closer to your goal than you've ever decided before. If you want help doing this, reach out to me, go to relaxedmail.com forward slash coaching. I can help you stop playing the victim. I can help get that victim mindset and get it shoved out of the way, get it folded up, thrown in the trash and help you turn your back on it. Help you turn your back on the respectless, the person without the disrespectfulness of the victim so that you can start becoming a respectable man. You want help with that? I can help you with that. You want to learn how to stand taller and help you to become, find the success that you desperately wanted to have? I can help you with that. So, guys, if you're interested, go to relaxmail.com. Forward slash coaching. Now, one little special thing at, um, that I do want to say. Now, I did, I, I know I just mentioned the, the coaching, but right now I am running a little special. This is a once in a lifetime special from me. I've got five places and that's it. If you want six 
months of weekly coaching from me, shoot me an email, Brian with a Y at relaxedmail.com. That's mail is in a dude, relaxed mail, M A L E dot com. And mention that you want to be one of the five people who receives free coaching. Yeah, you heard that right. Free, as in it's 100% off. As soon as these five people are uh, taking their spots, that offer is gone for good. Never coming back. Never going to return. Next one, next offer that I make like that, it's going to be five people, 95% off. Then it's going to be 90%. This is going on until I have Till I hit the the full price. The full price is a six thousand dollar package, so it's going to be ninety five, ninety, eighty. Then it's going to jump up to sixty percent off, forty percent off, twenty percent off, then one hundred percent the full value. Now the others, the little twenty and forty percent items, they they may crop up from time to time. I may just feel generous, but this hundred percent off part. The 95, 90% parts, never going to happen ever again. So if you're interested, you want to have some coaching done, Never, you've never tried coaching, would like to try it, this is the time. And just uh, the only way you can sign up for it is you have to send me an email, Brian with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N, at relaxedmail.com. If you're having problems, I will even accept if you go to uh, relaxmail.com forward slash contact and contact me that way. And we'll, we'll have a conversation from there. So guys, with that, I want to thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions, please, uh, please ask them relaxmail.com or, and if anything on this resonated with you, got you to thinking, got you to stirred something within you, please share this out with your group, share this out with the men in your life, share this out with, on your Facebook or your Twitter and your threads and your, and take a screenshot, share it on, on, on Instagram, tag me in it. I would love to talk, have a conversation with you. Love to reach out to you and talk with, let people know that the relaxed mail is around because that's the only way we're going to grow. I'm doing what I can to, to spread the message. You can help me out. You can do me a big favor. By just sharing this out, sharing it onto your Facebook page, sharing it onto your, onto your Twitter or X and threads pages, share this out. Let them know that we have a movement called the relaxed mail, that we're changing the way men think of their lives. So guys, with that, I want to thank you very much for listening. Y'all have a great rest of the week till then. Bye.